Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Specialist Podcast, Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place if you're looking for additional tools and resources as a team leader, as a broker owner, as an individual agent. You're looking to work smarter, not harder, and most important, you're looking to raise the bar for yourself and more importantly, the clients you serve. Each episode, we have various guests, whether it be top luxury agents, team leaders, service providers, and I'm always looking to bring in uh, guests that fill voids, perhaps on a topic we haven't covered before. And today's uh, guest is no different, and I'm really excited to have Lee Steinberg uh, with us. So Lee, thank you for your time. My pleasure. And uh, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, some folks might know the, the movie with Tom Cruise called Jerry Maguire. Was that not uh, kind of based on like you as an agent a little bit? Not really, but parts of it? Well, Cameron Crowe called me the writer-director back in 1993 and asked if he could follow me around to do a film that would have as a central character a sports agent. And so he started following me, went to the draft in 93, where Drew Bledsoe was the first pick. And after we got drafted, he flew up with us, a press conference with Bill Parcells. And then Cameron came to a series of games with me, the league meetings, uh, workout at uh, USC, uh, Super Bowl party. And everywhere I went for about a year and a half, he went. And I told him stories, lots and lots of stories. And so there's a lot of life there up on the screen. But uh, after that was over, my role was as technical advisor to vet the script to make sure the willing suspension of disbelief that holds you in a motion picture didn't get broken. You didn't think it was awkward or phony. And then he assigned me some of the actors like Cuba Gooding Jr. who played Rod Tidwell. And I had him down to the Super Bowl and he had to pretend he was a wide receiver all week. So he hung out with uh, Desmond Howard and Amani Toomer. I actually had to show the quarterback played by Jerry O'Connell how to throw a, a spiral because he had gone to NYU and they didn't have a football program there. So, um, it was an interesting experience, and it's been 22 years, and people still run up to me in airports or when I'm out to dinner and either say to me or want me to say to them those four iconic words that start, show me the money. <laughs> That's awesome. So 1993s, uh, they, they followed you around, and they, uh, they, they pretty much created this movie, Jerry Maguire, based on uh, what they observed in the 1993 leading up to the NFL draft. Uh, so that that's a little great insight. I appreciate you sharing that with me. So, so Lee, one of the things that we talk about uh, on our podcast and our show is we always want to bring more value. And when we're talking with high net worth individuals, we're talking about celebrities. We're, we're also talking about being very cognizant 
of uh, their, their privacy, right? Their privacy when they're buying a home, selling a home. You know, there's the the various publications. They're always looking for like I'm based in Chicago, the Chicago Tribune, right? They're looking for celebrity. They're looking for who's buying, who's selling. So uh, I'm sure with you and working with your uh, organization, you guys represent, you know, Patrick Mahomes and some other big name athletes. Why don't you name uh, some of the the uh, the athletes you currently work with, as well as some that you've worked with in the past, some Hall of Famers? Well, I have uh, done in football 64 first round draft picks, including the very first pick in the first round, eight different years, and. 12 of the players are in the Hall of Fame. And those are players like Troy Aikman, Steve Young, Warren Moon, Thurman Thomas, Derek Thomas, Bruce Smith, uh, Edron James, Kenny Easley, Howie Long, Kevin Green, Tony Gonzalez. <clears throat> and currently, we have Patrick Mahomes and then Tua Tongo Bailoa, who's the starting quarterback of the Miami Dolphins, <clears throat> Ronald Jones, who just played a starring role at, at running back in, in the uh, Super Bowl and a, a great group of players. But <clears throat> I've been doing this for 46 years. I started in 1975 when there really wasn't sports agentry. I had the first pick in the draft that year with Steve Bartkowski, who was a quarterback who went to the Falcons. And it's interesting talking to you because real estate, has very similar dynamics to what we do. You have to find clients. You have to use your listening skills to understand what their priorities and values are. You have to recruit and then retain them as a client. You have to look throughout the world of opportunity and predicate it on your good read of what that person's really looking for. If you can parse it down into different priorities, um, then you have to uh, do a transaction and you get paid on a percentage basis. So we're kindred souls. A lot of similarities for sure. And when you are representing an athlete, um, talk to me about maybe some concierge services that you try to bundle in to make their life easier, right? So Tua, you mentioned Tua coming out of Alabama, you know, Patrick Mahomes, these people are pulled in every directions with sponsorship opportunities and people wanting them to, to donate their time or sign autographs and all this stuff. But before you get to that point, let, let's just say a, a rookie, somebody coming up that's well, uh, you know, you know, well-respected and, you know, they're going to be a superstar, you know, I'm sure part of what you want to do is you're part of that inner circle and you want to protect them of, of their time and, 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 and people trying to take advantage of them and people trying to sell them maybe something they don't need. And I'm sure that their financial advisors heavily uh, involved in all those decisions. But, you know, peel back the onion a little bit and, and share with me, you know, that that extra concierge service that that you guys, that silver platter service that you guys look to do, because I'm sure just like licensed real estate agents, we're competing for business. We have competition. We're trying to bring more value to the table so that the client picks us over the other broker. And I'm sure you have some competition in your line of industry and you're trying to bring more value, a uh, better experience 
so that you retain clients and then you you, you get those those you know those college stars to sign with you when they get drafted, correct? So the process really starts with the parents are going to be screeners for a college uh, perspective draft pick. And so we have to go in and make a presentation uh, competing with a lot of other people as to why we can take some young man and have him be a role model, which is a fixture for our practice, <clears throat> retrace his roots to the high school collegiate and professional community, put set up scholarship funds and charitable foundations, and then take him through the draft and try to enhance his prospects and then mentor him into the sport and then uh, plan for second career from the very beginning. <clears throat> but when a player moves, just like any of us coming off a college campus, uh, they need a place to live, they need a car, uh, they need some clothes, they need some furniture. Mm -hmm. And we try to streamline that, especially in cities we're uh, familiar with. So um, we would certainly use a broker to, to search for a home. And that's generally predicated on, on people we've know, known before in that market, but, um, or someone that the athlete knows. And um, the question is how secure that athlete is in a situation where they have a large contract, then it's pretty safe to go ahead and, and uh, buy a home. But the key is you want the experience on the field, the integration of the athlete into the playing unit to take the lead. And so you're trying to make it as simple as possible for all their focus goes into establishing themselves, either making a team, becoming a starter, uh, but they have an obligation to the owner, the general manager, everyone else to think that they're serious about uh, football or baseball or basketball. And so we try to, simplify everything around that athlete so they can put their focus in. So you're looking for a realtor who will really draw out, who understands listening skills, how to have someone prioritize, like in a home purchase, location and, and square foot and bedrooms and pool and, and uh, a convenience to the airport and all the different variables, but someone has to, who's going to service an athlete has to have good listening skills to be able to, to understand what they truly need and understand how to make it simple for them. So good listening skills. I hear you say good listening skills. I also uh, indirectly heard you say resale. You didn't say resale, but you know, you make money in real estate if you buy it right. So whether it be location, whether it be amenities that are people are looking for. So that's one of the, the things that, you know, we're teaching agents through our trainings, Lee. We were just in Napa last week. We did a, a designation training where I know you guys have a course as well. And I'd love to talk a little bit more about that for those that are listening that might have interest getting into the sports uh, field. I'd, I'd love to hear more about it as I attended a couple of years back. And uh, and so we talk to agents, we teach agents the difference of a salesperson 
and an advisor, right? An advisor shares both the pros and the cons of a decision so that the client, the consumer can make a sound decision. And an advisor talks someone out of a sale because based on their wants and their needs or perhaps resale, it's not in their best interest. And I feel like in, in athletic, and athletics, not just football, but NBA, there's a lot of athletes that buy something uh, on an emotional decision and it might not be in their best long-term interest. You hear about all these stories all the time, how NFL players foreclose on their home or NBA players. And, and, and so that's what we are teaching these advisors, these expert advisors to is put the client's best interest in mind, not just immediately, but long-term. And so sounds like when you are referring out, whether it be real estate related or financial advisor or whatever it might be, that's of utmost importance to you as well, because a poor referral is a negative reflection on, on you and your, your, your organization, correct? Well, that's exactly right. And we're not looking to profit from any aspect of financial management. We do just fine on uh, contract negotiation, endorsement negotiation. What we're looking for is to be able to sleep at night, knowing that every professional around the athlete, everyone who services you truly cares about that person, looks to long term because the essence of most of this is you'll do repetitive business. Mm -hmm. So as time goes on and someone grows, they look to to continue. They may start with a condo or an apartment, but then they get married, they have kids, they'll have uh, one a larger house. If they stay with the same team, uh, they'll they'll want to do that. But the key is to list the priorities and to understand is it how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, uh, square footage is it. Um, the quality of the neighborhood? Is it the ability to access uh, the training facility or the schools for the kids or the ability to get to the airport? Is it uh, all the considerations? And so the way to avoid bad decision-making is to lay out the priorities, put them in order, and then check off what each property might have with uh, themselves. The, thing about representing athletes is if someone does a good job in one transaction, they'll get other clients because they'll, they'll get other players on the same team. They'll get players that someone knew from college and they can establish a brand in a certain locality, which is that's the person you want to see if you want to buy a house. Uh -huh. And that's the person that you want to see. So in your industry, just like ours, branding is key. Um, can someone write an article on the problems athletes have given their uncertainty of future in home purchases? What's a good strategy? Can you brand yourself as a realtor and, and uh, become distinguished? Um, all of us went to college. So someone that's an alum of an athletic producing school in the realty business could go back to that campus, talk to the athletic director, tell them what, the business they're in and how dedicated they are and start to get referrals that way. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. 
If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com where you'll find out more information about the Lux designation along with some additional resources. Again, I'll repeat, check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And now let's get back to the show. You know, one of the things that we talk about on our podcast and when we're doing our trainings is under promise and over deliver, right? Under promise and over deliver. So you hear these taglines, but in real estate, it's really important because right now, more so than ever, Lee, I'm not sure how familiar you are, but there's a shortage of real estate out there. Since they've been keeping this data since 1970, there's the fewest number of homes on the market ever recorded, okay, in over 50 years. So you know, working with teams, working with agents, working with people that have these connections that might be able to find properties that aren't even on the market yet is going to be really important for some of these athletes that need short-term housing and long-term housing. You know, you think of the the, the athletes that you mentioned, the Hall of Famers and, and Patrick Holmes and, and, and these, these top five-star athletes, recruits, but what you don't hear about are those tweener athletes, right? Those athletes that they went undrafted. I'm sure you worked with some free agent undrafted athletes that are trying to make rosters. And, and so they need housing needs too, but they're going to need housing needs that are probably rental or entry level. And so not just, it's really easy to, to, to sell multi-million dollar homes, but where it becomes difficult is in a seller's market like it is today, having the patience, working with uh, athletes or clientele that might be rental properties that don't pay that well, but it's in the best interest of the client. And like you mentioned, that circle of trust, when you do good by one athlete, he might have a, a college teammate or a former teammate on an NFL team or NBA team or whatever it might be, and you can help them as well. So again, that well, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be uh, might, Michael, they will have friends. They talk about these things in the locker room and people talk about where they're living, where short-term rental is, where um, the best neighborhoods are. Athletes tend to uh, live in proximity to wherever the training center is. So uh, you have different categories, but let me just say one thing. A, a, there's uncertainty for an undrafted free agent, but they do have a better chance to make it now because of the salary cap than they have before because if the team has one player making $45 million, it needs to have multiple players <clears throat> playing for the minimum. But that minimum is uh, $700,000. So we're still talking about players even that are not major superstars are still making a large amount of money compared to the average person. And so they also have the capacity to, to uh, do that. A lot of what you would do if you were a realtor with um, a young athlete is education. It's explaining what the whole concept of a home purchase is and the rise in value and what equity is and, and the differences in different types of loans, why the interest rate is so low. Now, it's a teaching function. It's very different than with an experienced 50-year-old businessman. You have to make the assumption that the athlete knows very little about the fundamentals of uh, home purchase or, or renting. Mm -hmm. and, and we're looking for people who can explain that so that while there's a safety net underneath the athlete, 
they're becoming empowered to make better and better decisions um, because they're learning so much in the process. And to your point of presenting alternatives, um, absolutely. And, and a rationale for why this might make sense or that might make sense. So you're talking about, by and large, bright college educated young people, but, but they're like any of us coming off of campus. This is just not something they had to focus on. Yeah. And every market's different, you know, so real estate, you know, there's 32 NFL cities, every NFL city is different, right? So Chicago, we just helped two Chicago Bear coaches We're, you know, help. We've helped players before. And, and again, I just helped the coach talk him off purchasing because their particular situation, I thought it was best that they got into a rental because the Chicagoland market isn't appreciating that fast. Although it's the healthiest it's been in years, it was a safer bet. For him and his family, family to to rent a place. So every situation is different. Thanks for bringing that up. You know, uh, even a rookie athlete making seven hundred grand, their situation is different than a, a veteran, bare minimum salary or or a, a star. You know, one of the- but, but my point is, they're still making seven hundred thousand, or they're making a million, and so that may not be what a superstar makes, but comparatively to yeah. An average person, yeah. they're wealthy people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, duly noted. And and, uh, and so that's that's really good uh, point that you make there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the university. You know, one, uh, one thing that uh, I, I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, and I'm, I'm sure COVID, like a lot of things, has, has hampered a little bit of that. But that's something I thought was really neat that you guys were giving back. Uh, for those that are in college or maybe working professionals that are thinking about a, a career change in whether it be sports management, whether it be agency, whether it be different capacities. I mean, you had people coming from, from Gatorade to Nike to sponsorship levels. Talk to me a little bit about what that looks like. And you guys created a, a course, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, talk to me a little bit about that, would you, Lee? So we have two courses. Um, what I'm was trying to do with my uh, partner Chris Cabot was to to uh, create a new generation of sports professionals, but trained with skills. So you can go to law school, business school, or uh, sports marketing, and you might learn the principles. But at our agent academy, which is specifically for people who might want to aspire to be an agent we actually break the groups down into little agencies and they have to recruit a player. So they have to make the sale for on the client. And uh, they've recruited people like Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. They've recruited the, we have them do with the mother and the father and they have to go make a pitch and see if they can recruit against other teams doing the same thing. Then we teach them how to negotiate and half of them play general managers and half of them play uh, player agents. And they have a big contract they have to put together. And then we have them do branding and marketing to show that they can help a player on social media, that they understand how to create uniqueness and distinguish themselves. And we have them set up a charitable foundation because each of our athletes retraces their roots to the high school, collegiate and professional community and sets up charitable and community programs, we have them do damage control. So what we're trying to do is teach the next generation of ethical agents. Additionally, we have a second 
set of conferences, which are sports career conferences. And there'll be an hour on how to break into sports media, whether you want to be an on-air talent or a writer uh, or a, bro a broadcaster in some form. They'll have an hour on marketing and branding. They'll have an hour on sports entrepreneurship uh, and charity. They'll have an hour on how to uh, get a job in a front office for a team, a league, a conference, an athletic department, a players association. Um, and so we're trying to inculcate to the fact that you can make a difference in sports, that you can have trigger imitative behavior. Uh, when I represented the heavyweight boxer, Lennox Lewis, he cut a public service announcement that said, real men don't hit women. So that could do more to trigger behavioral attitudes in, in young rebellious adolescents than a thousand authority figures ever could. So we're out there trying to, to create ethical uh, agents and ethical sports professionals. And, and, and again, you can work in marketing, you can work in in branding or PR or facilities management or for a team of league of conference, uh, all of these different things. And so, uh, and we get the, the participants up and moving. So they're uh, learning things Hands on. And, and, and meeting people. So we have a mentorship hour at the sports career conference. So if somebody wanted more information on that, at the end, I'm going to have you uh, list websites or anything uh, that you want to share, not just about your company. Sure, they could, they could go to steinbergsports.com okay. and look up the educational platform. Plus, they can just find information about us and our clients. And, uh, you know, I, I tweet at Lee Steinberg and do Facebook. I actually have a Facebook book club. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that you that you could join with interesting books but um uh, you know we're happy to interact with people well i you know there are a lot of synergies you mentioned marketing and branding and pr and press i mean there's a lot of synergies with what you're doing and and what we're we're helping agents do more of so that's great and you also talked about ethical and i'm sure that could be a whole podcast episode in itself with unethical agents on both your industry as well as ours, right? So, you know, raising the bar is something we're, we're really passionate about doing the right thing, putting the client's best interest before yours. You know, that that is, is key to get referrals, right? Because it's just like that review of the, the restaurant down the street. I literally uh, went to a new restaurant recently and, and you know, the reviews were, were negative. Once you get those negative reviews, it's hard to bury them. People remember them. So you could take 10 steps forward, but you get that one negative experience and that's what people remember. So uh, Lee, if, if I were to ask you, put put your hat on as if you're a real estate agent now and you know you 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 you're in hawaii you're a real estate agent or, or you're wherever the listeners are what's the one tip or advice or suggestion you'd have for those real estate agents listening to perhaps break into uh working with maybe an athlete maybe they're in one of the 32 nfl cities or an nba or there's a soccer team or minor league baseball whether it be an athlete or a coach uh, any words of advice one or two nuggets that you wouldn't mind sharing as far as what to do or maybe what not to do 
Well, first of all, start off on the college campus because you have good connections there. Those coaches end up moving and needing teams. So go back to your alma mater or to a school in your neighborhood. Try to establish the concept of regionality. So I live in Newport Beach in Southern California. Can you dominate that region? Can you create enough word of mouth? Can you make connections? Second of all, you, you can simply cold call. People in sports like to talk. So you can call a coach. You can uh, run into a, uh, an athlete. Um, but what I'm saying college is that if you took one coaching staff and you were close to that program, those people would go on over the next uh, 20, 30 years to continually work in new markets, to continually uh, uh, get promoted. And, and some players have short playing lives, but the real stars play for 10, 15 years. And so um, college campus is uh, uh, one way to go. Um, Go to the franchises themselves and, and uh, tell someone in community relations uh, and then befriend both agents and financial planners because uh, they can make referrals. So if you took the list of agents and, and went and made a pitch, um, then you would probably get a referral. And, and then there are financial planners who in our midst also. That's great. Those are some great nuggets there. So, uh, Lee, I, I want to wrap things up here. Your time's very valuable. And uh, if somebody wants additional information, you said go to go to SteinbergSports.com. SteinbergSports.com. That's really SteinbergSports.com. Jerry Maguire, great film, great movie. It was literally they they followed Lee around. If you joined in late. Um, and uh, take take a look at uh, Show Me the Money with uh, with Tom Cruise. It was a great movie, but more importantly, I, I love that you brought up ethics several times on here, doing the right thing, putting the client's best interest in mind, listening, asking questions, figuring out what they want. And uh, that's what makes a great real estate agent, and that's what makes a great sports agent. So, Lee, with that being said, I just want to, uh, you know, thank you and um Appreciate all that, like I said, that you're doing for the industry. My pleasure. Good luck to you and compliments for the education process you're doing. Thank you. Appreciate it. And if you guys have questions for Lee or myself, again, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. And if you have nominees for another episode, you think you someone would be a great guest, please let us know. That's how we continue to bring value to you. And if you would like to leave us a review and you're getting uh, value from this, please leave us a re review on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Until next time, prove others wrong. Michael Lafito, take care. 